0: Hi, I'm honored you're back to listen to yet another Women's Rules of Engagement podcast. It's a podcast for corporate women, and it looks like you're ready to gain the secrets that will boost your career right away. You know, the unbalanced statistics tell the story of women in business, and that's why I continue to have podcasts discussing how to gain traction for your career. You know, although many women achieve lower middle level positions seemingly without effort, when it comes to the higher level, senior level, upper management level positions, they're often denied those positions. And it's still happening in today's marketplace. The reasons are multidimensional. Some women lack the confidence to apply for senior positions and others find themselves excluded from the top positions simply because of systemic gender biases that exist in companies. Don't be discouraged. You're at the turning point of change as a woman executives. The times are ripe for you to lean into your strengths and realize all your business dreams can come true now. But you can't afford to ignore the red flags popping up along your journey set to stop you, set to keep you stunted. You need to understand how to overcome and move through these red flags. Are you prepared to be a self-aware, that means a leadership quality, so you can spot any possible red flags in your career development? Well, let's move on and talk about it. What's the first red flag? It's, do you hear yourself saying, I'm not qualified to apply for that assignment or I don't have the required talent or skill sets or, or, or. Somehow many of the women I coach buy into a mistaken career formula. You know, it's a really small one. May I even say it's a lie that only perfection and 100% qualifies you as competent and ready to move up the ladder. With such a mindset, you're limiting the scope of the jobs and assignments you go after, which I have to tell you, in turn, shrinks your career possibilities, not simply for today, but perhaps permanently. This concept may leave you with a misperception regarding the hiring promotion process. And it's time to check your pulse in this area. Do you buy into the thought that an applicant, you, must be 100% qualified and meet all of the job requirements and criteria? It's interesting because men seem to recognize the inaccuracy of this statement more than many women that I run into. Let me back it up. And perhaps you've even already heard this research that comes out of Hewlett Packard they were curious to find out how come men were going for higher level positions and women weren't. And what they found was staggering. Men applied for a position if they were 60% qualified, whereas we women didn't put our hats in the rings unless we judged ourselves 100% competent for whatever position we were applying for. So the first thing I want to tell you is begin recalibrating your confidence meter and trust in yourself more. Stand up for yourself in bold, courageous ways because you're worth it. Now, let me turn in to Karen, who was a high-level executive in the finance department with an international company. She was good, but not slated to go any higher in her company than where she is right now. It turns out her boss is just a couple of years older and he was not about to retire in any time in the near future, leaving Karen to be the number two for many, many, many years to come. And the company loved Karen. They don't see any future for her. After a woman's program where we discussed You have more flexibility changing fields or career expertise in a company who knows you and values you already. Absolutely true statement. We also talked about how women gain more clout when they're in a department that is an income generator rather than an expense area. Absolute true statement again. And interestingly enough, There's a great number of women in the expense side of the business wondering why they're not moving anywhere into influence in their companies. That was an aside. Six or eight months after the program, Karen called saying she remembered our discussion and it was gnawing at her. But it also started sparking interest. She'd seen a job posted by her company for a position in sales. And i got to tell you, she's bold. Not just any position, but for sales manager. Her question, should I apply? My immediate response, yes, yes, yes. Did I actually think she'd get it? I have to tell you, probably not. I mean, sales manager, when you have no sales in your background, highly unlikely in all possibility. So why did I have such a bold statement of yes, go for it? Think about it. The worst that could happen was her company said no. But going after that job sent an important message. She wasn't satisfied. She wanted a bigger role in the company. Not a bad message for a company to know. We put our heads together to see where her background would cross over and connect and improve her odds of getting hired. I'm happy to say she got the job and is winning sales awards right and left. And more importantly to me, every time we talk, she still is growing and thriving because of the action she took. You know, I sure hope you hear Karen's story And that it stimulated your career thought process because you're the only one who can create a career that is both satisfying as well as one you love. No one else can do that for you. And guess what? When you start taking control of your career like that, amazing opportunities will begin unexpectedly occurring when you stand up for yourself in a confident manner. Let's move on to red flag number two. Do you find yourself distancing or withdrawing from business relationships because you believe an executive is too high up on the corporate ladder to connect with little old me? Or he or she is untrustworthy and doesn't measure up? You know, because you have relationship standards after all. The good news without question, is women own the domain of deep, meaningful relationships. We own it. The not-so-grand news is women sometimes find it difficult to comfortably and within their integrity create strategic, targeted relationships. The snag comes from the need for emotional affinity, that connectivity. It seems most women haven't almost inherent expectation that relationship, you know, and I'm air quoting relationships, even at work, need to have respect and trust and rapport as part of the ingredient of the relationship. You know, in business and in the business world, where relationships are a prerequisite for producing products and services, Emotional connectivity is a plus, no question about it. But it's not a necessary ingredient. When women lose respect or trust in a business executive that they're working with, they almost, you could almost see them emotionally taking two or three steps backward. And it's right at the time when leaning in is called for by anyone who is intending to be a leader in the future. Business relationships are really about getting the work done. That's it. It's about expediency. As simple as that. You know, whether you like or appreciate your peers, it's getting the work done through whoever is there to do the work with. And if you want to move your career forward, relationships are central to your career success. Absolutely. The higher you connect, the more clout you have in the company. And if you only connect with people that you think would want to have conversations with you, you're going to lose. If you only connect with people that you like and respect, you're going to lose in the business world. Studies by Catalyst confirm women's relational networks have less sway than do men's. You know, the difference is accounted for When males are receiving, and just listen to this, because of relationships, men are receiving 15% more promotions than did women, 15% more. In the research, men also share how their high connection networks that they have built with intentionality and targeted aided them in planning their next career moves. So they had help in growing their career and boosting their career. Women, on the other hand in this study, reported the emotional support they receive. And unsurprisingly, men are more likely to be mentored by senior executives, whereas women are more likely to have junior level mentors. Huh, which do you think is gonna have a lot more persuasion in the organization as to impacting your career? I know which one I would choose. Are you a downing Thomasina thinking that research is exaggerating the importance of relationships? Let me tell you about Judy, who was a mid-level manager when she attended one of my women's leadership programs. There was a lively discussion in the group. Why would high level executives even wanna spend time with me when they're so busy and I'm so small in the organization? They probably don't even know me. Why would they wanna have a meeting with me? We talked about respecting our leaders and yet never missing an opportunity to connect with them, never missing an opportunity if we bump into them to let them know who we are and if we have an important idea for the company, Don't miss the chance to water drop it without making the old way the company's been moving wrong. Our program took place at the headquarter office of this international organization. Judy was from a branch location. Going home, she boarded the corporate jet that flew between the two locations and even had all levels of the company on this corporate jack. Get this, she sat next to her boss's boss's boss. She introduced herself and then was quiet as he dug into stacks of reports. After he packed up his work, Judy turned to talk with him and he responded by asking insightful questions regarding her department. During the interchange, they discussed the marketplace and opportunities that they saw out there. Judy mentioned she was interested in a couple of areas that she thought ready for massive change. And she saw them as relevant to the company and she saw them as a possible future profitability endeavor. I loved that conversation she had. Three, perhaps four months later, She receives a call from this boss, this boss's boss's office, inviting her to interview for a leap promotion. You know, like a really big promotion. I remember her calling and she was scared to death. Judy was selected, even though there was really stiff competition for the position. She would never have been considered but for the dialogue she had on the plane. The boss's boss's boss would never have known who she was. But for that plane ride, but for synchronicity, but for the fact that she had been at a program that had just talked about how to interact with a boss's boss's boss. I love it. Judy in this company became, after several years, the highest ranking woman globally in the organization, doing the work she loves, being the influencer she wanted and dreamed of being. Ah, Talk about being seen, Ah, I love it. Certainly you have to understand that initiating is scary but that's where true growth emerges. You never can be in your box And think that the next level and the next level and the next level is open for you because it doesn't emerge out of the box of your job description. It emerges out of your internal being courageous and risk-taking and idea-generating and innovative. That's where promotion comes from. Take this lesson to heart. What commitment are you planning on making to build your network of relationships up, way, way up in your organization with intentionality. The next red flag, number three, is do you see yourself as a fraud, uneasy working outside your comfort zone? Since you believe playing it safe while checking one item after another off your to-do box is the absolute formula for success. You know, what this tells me is that within, you lack the confidence to perform above and beyond your specific job responsibilities. Thus, you never develop that pioneering spirit indispensable to leadership. This attitude keeps you from asking for the big assignments, which ends up stunting your career growth. And it silences you when every fiber in your being is wanting you to be courageous and speak up about an idea, or take a stand when something doesn't sit well with you. This is where your career rests, in case you didn't get it already. But let me tell you another story that I think will stimulate some thought processes. It comes from Sharon's experience. She also was participating in a leadership program that I was doing for women. And When Sharon reached out to take advantage of the coaching that I offered in the program, she had ideas for improvements but was totally frustrated. You know, I asked her, what do you think your company needs? She responded with some truly terrific ideas that would impact her company's bottom line, no question. Those are brilliant. Who have you shared them with, I asked. Cricket silence no one it turns out sharon didn't believe anyone would listen to her so she never shared her concepts with anyone i encouraged sharon to schedule a meeting with her boss and honestly she was so scared it was a number of conversations before she was willing to move forward and i have to tell you she and i worked together to pitch her ideas so that she was not pitching her promotion but she was pitching the company's bottom line and why these ideas made sense for the company. With trepidation, she finally agreed to schedule a call with her boss. You know, I love the results of our session together because it happens so fast. And honestly, sometimes this stuff takes a long time to gel. But if you don't take the first step, you're never going to get where you want to go. She loved the session as much as I did because two days after her meeting with her boss, like, honestly, this was magic synchronicity in action. Sharon was promoted to the head of the customer service department. Unbeknownst to her, the company asked her to implement her ideas. Why? Because it turns out they had not been satisfied with their customer service results for a while. And what Sharon addressed was many of the issues they'd already been concerned about and were looking for solutions. So hear that, the company was looking for solutions and da-da-da-da-da, solution walked into the door. You know, the personal career stories that I've shared in this podcast are intended as encouragement for your own development, to break you out of the box. But I have to tell you, I fully recognize that, you know, observing the outcome or hearing about the outcome doesn't offer a full account of what happened. Because it's the inside courage and risk taking and getting outside of the box and choosing to stand tall for yourself is where true success and the light of your career rests. You see, not owning your power, and I call that belief in self, impacts every area of your career as it stops you from moving forward. Building up confidence is just as valuable, if not more so, particularly the higher you go, for career achievement as developing your expertise and your competency. So, Start stepping over the shadow of yourself and move forward into the brightness of the greatness you richly deserve. Take the red flag challenge and then prepare in a good way for all the thundering that's coming your way. Seriously, because this is going to shift your career. What are you going to do differently moving forward from Women's Rules of Engagement podcast? Your career isn't always and entirely about others. It has a lot to do with you and who you choose to be and the work you do on the inside coming out to reveal your leadership strengths and your abilities and how you're going to make a difference in the organization you're working for. Hey, come back again for yet more practical, workable solutions that you can instantly start working into your day. I want you to have a winning career story for yourself. Much success, always.